888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie. I am your host, Leslie Samuel from learningwithleslie.com. Where I learn, you learn, we all learn about growing our online businesses. I'm so excited today. I got a lot to cover today. Well, not that much, but enough to make this a valuable episode. Number one, I'm going to be giving you an update as to what's going on with me and my family. Then I'm going to be answering a question from John from AskJohnEnglish.com about blog comments. And then I have a question from Ty from Travel to St. Lucia about outsourcing. And then lastly, I'm going to get into the main content for today, which has to do with the art of elimination. This is what we're going through right now in the Learning with Leslie Mastermind. We are reading the four-hour work week giving each other feedback and input and suggestions and comments and uh, if you want to join this mastermind group is 100% free just go to lwlmastermind.com that's learning with leslie mastermind we'd love to have you be a part of that mastermind group so let me start by giving you a little bit of an update as to what is going on with me i am actually flying out to colombia tomorrow and I'm going to be there for three weeks staying there with my family. Now, if you've been following the podcast recently, you know that my dad has been been having some health issues and he, um, he has actually been sent to Colombia to a medical center there where he's undergoing treatment and he's going to be there for an extended period of time um, because it's a, a really serious situation. Uh, disease that he has right now. So I'm going to go down there and be with my family. My dad is in the hospital. My mom is staying in the area. uh, And we're going to be staying in a hotel nearby. Uh, You know, for me, I just think it's really important to be there. And regardless of what is going on in my life right now, regardless of the fact that I, I know I have a job, but fortunately, my my boss and my colleagues have been very, very supportive and they're basically taking up the slack for me not being there, and I, I really do appreciate that. Um, I also appreciate the support that I've been getting from the community, those of you guys that have been following the podcast and following the things that I'm doing. Uh, I just want to th- tell you guys that I really do appreciate you. Now, um, while I'm down there, I'm not exactly sure how things are going to go. Uh, I think I'm going to have more time than I normally do because... I'm not going to be at work, so I'm not going to be working. Well, I will be working a little bit, but not as consistently as I work when I am at home. So it's possible that I might have more time to work on my online business, but I'm not sure. I don't want to commit to that. Um, But I guess we'll see how things go when I'm down there, depending on how my father is doing and and what's going on down there. So I don't want to promise that. One thing I can definitely promise you is I'm going to continue to post these episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays because this is what I have committed to you and I don't want to go back on that commitment. So I'm going to keep up with the podcast uh, because I, I, 
yes, it's a commitment to you, but I also love doing this. This is this is this is awesome stuff right here. If you're not into podcasting, I I would recommend for you to check it out because it's a lot of fun and you get a lot out of it and you're able to help people, so it's it's just awesome. Anyhow, uh, that's what's going on with me. Tomorrow I'm going to be flying pretty much all day. Uh, I'm leaving from Detroit at, I don't even know what time. I think it's around 10, 10.30 something. I never really know what time I'm leaving until the day of because I don't pay attention to those details, unfortunately. Anyhow, so that's that. Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to go to the first question. And that question is from John from AskJohnEnglish.com. So take it away, John. Hey, Leslie, this is John from AskJohnEnglish.com. I'm just curious about comments on blogs. I mean, on your blog, I noticed that you use um, Discuss, I think it's called, to run your comments. And then I see others using um, some sort of Facebook plugin to run their comments. I'm just curious, why, why do you and why do you think people do this as opposed to using the regular just WordPress comments? Um, hope so. All is well. Thanks, mate. Bye. Thank you so much, John, for calling in that question. That is an excellent question because, really, WordPress, if you're using WordPress, uh, it already has a commenting feature in there. So the question is, why should, why do I use Discuss? Why do people use Facebook comments and there, there are other ones like Involver and a number of different things? Why use that? Well, first of all, I want to talk about why comments are so important. Okay, When you have a blog... Uh, I definitely encourage you to enable commenting. Uh, and the reason for that is it allows your audience to be able to communicate with you. Uh, in the past, the traditional websites where you put content out there, people come to that website, they read that content, and that's it. Uh, but since blogging has come along, it has become much more interactive. And that really does add a dynamic nature to what you are doing online. It also gives you feedback about what your audience likes and what they dislike. Um, now, when you when you um, when you make a when you make a post, you get feedback hopefully from the people that are commenting on your blog, and you will notice that there are certain posts that people respond more to than others. And by getting that feedback, you can know exactly, okay, I need to tweak my, uh, my articles to be more like this, or I need to stop including these elements in my articles because people don't respond too well to those. So it gives you feedback. Um, it also helps you to build a community. Uh, through what I'm doing at my blog, there are a number of people that I'm getting to know. They're leaving comments. We're interacting. And... It's as if we have this little commun this micro community at my website where we can communicate with each other, we can support each other, we can ask questions, get answers, and, and all that kind of stuff. That's just a really powerful system. Another reason why commenting is important, in my opinion, is it is because it provides what you call social proof. And this is how that works. When someone comes to your website and they see no comments. There's a natural thing that happens in their mind where they think, okay, this, this post is not really interesting or this website is not really that interesting because nobody is commenting on it. Um, but the more you build up your audience, it's going to be slow in the beginning, but the more you build it up and the more comments you have, when someone comes to your blog and they see that this post has 10 comments and then they see that this one has 20 and 30 and 50 and 100 comments, 
they they automatically say uh, think in their minds that okay this must be something of value so those are some of the reasons why i think commenting is so important and using the commenting feature on your blog is very important now that being said your goal should be to make the commenting process as easy as possible you you want people to be able to leave comments but you don't want them to have to jump through um, loops and bounds just to get to leave a comment for you and yeah I know the typical commenting system isn't a lot of work but the easier you can make it the better now I use discuss on my blog and some people use Facebook comments and there are others that they use but these are the main ones that you'll see a lot of today now the reason for that is because the the by using social media profiles you are allow you're allowing your your visitors to comment using a system that they are already familiar with they are already very much involved in it for example facebook if someone is logged into facebook and they come to your website and you have facebook comments enabled they at the bottom of the post they'll see their picture and all they have to do is enter the comment and then click on post. They don't need to enter their name and their email address and their website. I know that's not a lot, but every extra thing you're asking for, um, that, that provides more of a barrier to someone actually leaving a comment. They don't have to fill in a form when you're using this. Um, with Discuss, it's not as, it's not as simple um, but the benefit to using Discuss is it allows you to integrate with multiple profiles. So you can integrate with Facebook. Uh, they can log in with Facebook and leave a comment. They can do use Twitter or even Google. Uh, it, there are a number of different accounts that they can use to log in and leave a comment. And that just makes it a little bit easier. It removes one or maybe two little steps and encourages them to leave comments even more because they don't have to put in their name and their email address and their website. Now, another benefit to using uh, these um, commenting systems is that when someone posts to your blog and they leave a comment, that's what I meant to say, when someone leaves a comment on your blog, it also has the option to share that comment on Facebook or on Twitter and in some cases you can set this up so that it does it automatically so what ends up happening is someone leaves a comment on your blog but that comment is also posted on their Facebook profile and their friends get exposed to that comment their friends might click through and come to your website so it it kind of gives it a, a certain viral nature where it allows you to spread, it allows you to use each comment for all it's worth. Not just on your blog, but on the social media sites. And that allows it to, that, that allows you to have another avenue to spread your comments. I hope that makes sense. Um, well, not to spread your comments, but to spread uh, the message about your blog. Hope that answers your question, John. Um, I definitely encourage you using one of these systems. I have had some problems with the Facebook commenting system. Um, there have been some bugs and some issues, but I will definitely be going back to using that um, because there's so much that can be done and so much you can share 
um, when using the, the, the Facebook comment system. It's a very awesome system, and I definitely recommend doing it. So that's the first question. Next question is from Ty from TravelToStLucia.com. Take it away, Ty. Hey, Leslie, this is Ty from TravelToStLucia.com. And my question today is regarding outsourcing. And specifically, how soon should you outsource? If you're new to Internet marketing and you're still learning and understanding things, but you have a lot of content to create, you need to get backlinks, create a marketing campaign, other technical things that need to be done, etc. Um, if you can't afford it, should you get an assistant to help with all those things now? Or should you wait until your business reaches a certain activity or productivity level before you bring someone in to help with your business, even though it may take you a lot longer to reach that level? I would appreciate some feedback on that. Thanks. Bye-bye. Another excellent question. Thank you, Ty, for calling in that question about outsourcing. Now, outsourcing, oh, man, outsourcing is such a big topic. Uh, first, I'm going to answer the question, why is outsourcing important, in my opinion? Number one, it allows you to focus on the tasks that are high value, the things that you should be doing, the things that you are good at, the things that you can do to build your business. Number two, it allows you to get more done. Okay, if you have more people working on different tasks in your business, you can get more done, and that is very significant. It gives you a significant amount of leverage if you are doing it correctly. Now, that being said, you know, that sounds great and all exciting and fine and dandy, um, but there's a problem with outsourcing, and this is the problem. Having more people working inefficiently... <laughs> is a very expensive way to get nothing done. All right? If, you just, if you're just outsourcing for the sake of outsourcing, you hear that it's great and you want people working for you and doing all kinds of different things, if, if you're not doing it efficiently and effectively, effective, effectively, that's the, that's the key word there, if you're not, you are going to be spending money and getting nothing done. And I know this because I have done that in the past and I've spent a significant amount of money and things happened, but nothing happened to grow my business in the past. Now, that being said, outsourcing, definitely the way to go. You can get a lot done at a very affordable price and I encourage people to do that definitely. I am doing it a lot more today more effectively, in my opinion, I'm getting a lot more done, and there are so many benefits to do to doing that. So, assuming that you we all see the benefits of outsourcing, in my opinion, there are two ways you can go about doing it. Number one, you should you can outsource as much as possible from the beginning, so that you can focus on what is really important. And this is this is the method that a lot of people teach. And there is a lot of truth and a lot of merit in doing this. Because from the beginning, you get people working on things and getting stuff done. You can focus on what's important. And that is extremely effective if done well. Or number two, and this is the one that I have chosen to do and I prefer 
Number two, you can learn the ins and outs of your business first. So you, in other words, you're doing everything in the beginning so you can know exactly how to do this, how to do that, how to set up a blog, how to make a post to your blog, how to um, edit your videos, how to edit your audio podcast and all those types of things. You can learn how to do that first so that when you go to outsource, you know exactly what needs to be outsourced. Now, for me, this is the way that I've chosen to do it. Um, I, I've kind of, a term that I hear a lot is bootstrapping in the online business circles. And that's really where you're just, you're not, you're not investing a bunch of money. You're doing everything yourself in the beginning. And then you're kind of building a team from there. And this is what I've chosen to do. I've done the things in the, in the past. And what I've tried to do is when when there's a task that needs to be done, I will learn to do the task first, and then I would write a manual. And that manual, I would then go, after I am very comfortable with how to do that, I would then go and take that manual and provide it to my outsourcer and say, I need, I'm, I'm hiring you to do X, Y, Z. Here are the instructions as to how to do X, Y, Z. Um, please do it in this order. And I try to make it as step-by-step step as possible. And they have that information so that they can do what they need to do. That, that, that's pretty much it. And I, I've gone through and made a number of these manuals. And as a result of that, when I post a job, for example, on Odesk, I can send these manuals to my outsourcers and they know exactly what to do. There's no ambiguity. It's step-by-step. Step. It's text. And the reason I chose, chose to do text, I, I considered doing video at first, but then I realized that if I make a video, that's what I have. And uh, if I need to make a change, I need to actually re, re, redo the entire video. And that just doesn't work well for me. Um, it takes too much time and you find that it actually never gets done. So I just type out these things. I, I make them in a nice outline format and then I give them to my outsourcers. They're able to post them. And yeah, that, that's how I do it. You know what I'm going to do actually? Now that I think about it, I didn't think about it before. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Uh, attach a, a PDF in the show notes showing one of the guides that I've given to one of my outsourcers so you can see exactly how I do it. Um, you don't have to do it the same way I do it. Um, you can do it however works for you, really. That's, what, um, that, that's really what it's about, finding what works for you, learning from others, but then tweaking it to match your business. My, my um, guide that I'm going to show you is specific to my interactive biology website. So some of the things won't apply to yours, but it gives you an idea of how I do it. So which one of these should you do? Should you do everything from the beginning or should you get into it first and learn the ins and outs? Well, it depends. It depends on the person. For me, I choose to do the second one where I learn the ins and outs first, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that I really love technology. Um, and I'm relatively good at it. Uh, so I like to know how to do the things. That gives me joy, I guess you can say. Um, so I, I like to know what the job entails so that I could know if what is being done is being done well, if people are wasting time. Um, if I know something only takes 30 minutes and you're telling me you're taking four hours to do it, 
because I know it only takes 30 minutes, I can then address that issue and we can change course and make things better because better is better. <laughs> so which one should you do? You know what? Pick one and whichever works for you, do it. Let me know which one you choose, which one you think you identify better with. Um, if you're not into as much the tech stuff as I am, um, doing it the second way might be a little more challenging. It's still possible, but it's more challenging. Um, so choose one and make it happen. So those are all the questions for today. I hope I didn't go too long with those, but I hope you guys got some value from that. Now, let's get into the mastermind content for today. Uh, today we are um, finishing up chapters. Let me see if I have this right. Yes, five and six. And those are the first two chapters in the section on elimination. Now, this section, in my opinion... This is the hardest section, but the most important section, because it, it, it calls you to do what you are not used to be doing. It almost asks you to reevaluate the way you do everything and realize that the way you do it is not the best. Way. Well, most likely, at least for me, I'm speaking for me, the way I do it is not the most effective way. And, you know, I'm going to start this with a quote from the 4-Hour Workweek on page 75. He says, and this is an interesting quote, but he says, being busy is a form of laziness, lazy thinking and indiscriminate action. I'm going to read that again. Being busy is a form of laziness, lazy thinking and indiscriminate action. That is a very powerful statement. It's not always the case. But in many cases, we find ourselves being very busy. Everybody is constantly going, constantly doing, never having enough time to spend with the family, not getting much done. And we're just kind of running around like a chicken with our heads cut off, um, not getting anything done. But because we're busy, we feel as if we are doing the right thing. This is a problem. This is a problem in my life. I don't know if it's a problem in your life, but it's a problem in my life. I find myself just going and going and going and going and going and not getting as much done as I, I can be getting done because I'm not being as effective as I can be. And I believe that we have fooled ourselves into believing that we need to be constantly going in order to be effective. Now, you know, let me let me illustrate this with a story. When I was working on my master's degree, I was doing a master's in neurobiology. So because I was doing that, I was doing a lot of research. And a significant amount of my research actually happened in Germany. Now, I'm coming from an American school, and I'm going to Germany, and I see a, a, a significant difference in the way we do things between America and the school that I went to in Germany. I went there with my professor, and we had a certain amount of time, so we would work like dogs. And when I say work like dogs, I mean we'd get up early in the morning, we'd go into the lab, and we'd stay in the lab sometimes 10, 12, 14. The, the longest I stayed in the lab was 16 hours in one day. 
Now, if you don't think that's ridiculous, then something's wrong. <laughs> um, but we had a lot to do. So the way we went about doing it is we would spend a significant amount of time in the lab working like crazy. And for me, going crazy. And this is when I realized how much I hated doing the research and all that kind of stuff. Anyhow, what was interesting to me is we would, I would come in before everyone else. I would leave way later than everyone else. And when, when I look at it in retrospect, I wasn't getting any more done than everyone else. They'd come in around 9. I'd already been in there for 2 hours. Um, they'd uh, do some work for 2, 3 hours, and then they'd take a long lunch lunch break. They'd go to the cafeteria together, and they'd hang out, and they'd be just relaxing and so on. And then they'd get back to work. They'd work for a few more hours, and then they're gone. On, the, on Friday, they'd leave a little early. They wouldn't come in over the weekends. I was there on Saturday night. I was there on Sunday all day. <laughs> then they'd come back on Monday. And it, it, it fascinated me because they did, it seemed as if they did so much less, but they got just as much done as we did, if not even more. And I believe we fooled ourselves into believing that we need to be doing and doing, and this is far from the truth. Um, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, is that how you say his name? I'm not sure. It's French. Um, he says that perfection is not when there is no more to add, but no more to take away. That's such a powerful statement. No more to take away, not no more to add. But you've narrowed things down so that you're as effective as possible and accomplishing as much as possible. Now, when you're talking about these type of things, you cannot avoid bringing up the 80-20 principle, or it's also known as Pareto's Law. And um, this is something that I was first introduced to by Yaro Starak. Um, he speaks a lot about that, or he has spoken a lot about that in the past, and that's the first time I was exposed to it. But what it basically says is 80% of the outputs results from 20% of the inputs. In other words... The things that are really contributing a lot of value to your life and to your business and to any, anything, okay? 80% of the value that you're getting, you're getting it from 20% of the tasks. Now, if you take the opposite of that, that also means that 80% of the things that you're spending, well, the, the things that you're spending 80% of your time on is responsible for only 20% of the productivity. Now, that is, it's good and it's not good because it's good in that we can look at that and we can decide, okay, what are the things that I need to focus on? And also, what are the things that I need to eliminate? Now, the goal should be twofold. Number one, to focus on those 20% of the inputs that are producing the 80%. Okay, so out of all the things that you're doing, out of all the things that I'm doing, the, the, the few things that really are impacting our businesses the most, those are the things that we need to be focusing on. And then all of the other stuff that's not really helping us, that we spend so much time on, we need to either get rid of them or limit them. And that is the hard pill to swallow. Because you're so used to, we're, we're so used to going and going that we can't really fully get that. So, from here on out, we need to get that. 
I need to get that. And I'm so glad that I'm doing this mastermind group because I get to put this content out there and then you guys get to hold me accountable. We all get to hold each other accountable. So I've looked at the things that I'm doing and I've asked my question, what is the 20% for me? And it's really easy to, to see what it is in my business and in what I'm doing. That 20% for me is content creation. And by content creation, I mean whether I'm making videos or the podcast or articles. That is, the 20%, that is part of the 20% that really has a, a big effect on what I'm doing. And number two, networking with others. Okay, so content creation, videos, podcasts, articles, and I'll include in that products. That is very important for my business. And networking with others, that's also important for my business. What is the 80% of the things that I spend? What's the thing that I spend 80% of my time on that really don't contribute to a significant amount of growth in my business? All of the tech stuff, <laughs> um, transcriptions, so getting, um, transcribing my videos, um, checking emails many times during the day, watching TV, um, chatting on Instant Messenger, and just a bunch of other little things that you, you spend five minutes here, you spend 10 minutes here, an hour here, and then the next thing you know, the day is gone. So for me, I need to focus on those 20%. You need to focus on those 20%. And we need to start working towards eliminating all the others. So what does that mean? What steps am I going to be taking? I don't know what steps you're going to be taking, but you can listen into what I'm going to be doing, and maybe some of these can apply to you. Some of these I'm getting directly from the four-hour work week, um, and man, this is, this is where it gets very interesting because this is going to be hard for me, but I'm going to be keeping you up to date as to how it's going, um, what str struggles I'm having with it, and so on. Okay, so number one, every night before I go to bed, I'm going to make a list of the three things that I want to accomplish the next day. Just three things. And these things have to be some of the high-value tasks, the things that contribute towards building my business, whether it's content creation, networking with others. Um, those there, there are only three main goals I'm going to set for each day. Then, every day, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to focus on those three things. <laughs> it, it's simple. You, you make the plan the night before, and the day of, you focus on those three things. Now, when focusing on those things, my, my decision and my commitment is that I am not going to be multitasking. I'm going to focus on one until I'm done with that one, and then I'm going to move on to the next. All right, now, when I'm working on those um, things, those tasks, I'm going to set a specific amount, specific amounts of time to work on each project each day so that I know that, okay, I have one hour to work on this video. At the end of this one hour, I should be finished. Um, and, and I think that is a very important thing because um, there's something else that he mentions in the book, and that is called, uh, what is it, Parkinson's Law? I think that's what it's called. And what it's basically saying is that each task is going to swell in proportion to the amount of time that you allot for that task. So, now, uh, so for example, if I say, okay, I need to accomplish this within seven days. It's going to take seven days for me to do that. 
uh, because there's something that happens in the mind where you kind of end up stretching it out. But if I say, okay, I have an hour to focus on this, in that hour, I'm going to be as effective as possible. I'm not going to be sidetracked, and I'm going to get it done. So I'm going to set specific amount of times. Um, I have my iPhone here, and I've already set three alarms daily, number one at 11 a.m., and then 2.30, and then 6 p.m., and the alarm is going to go off at those times and then ask me the question, are you inventing things to do? <laughs> I know how to do that very well. I know how to invent things to do. So um, hopefully by setting that alarm, that can kind of keep me on track. The next one is a very, uh, how do I say it? Interesting one. I am going on a one-week media fast starting today. What does that mean? This is something that the book recommends. Um, what it means is no reading, no listening to audiobooks. Well, no reading besides this book that I'm going through right now. Um, and also besides my devotions in the morning, but that's totally different. I'm not going to be checking any news website. I'm not going to be watching any TV. I'm not going to be surfing the web unless it's specifically to help me accomplish a task for that day. Um, so that's going to eliminate a lot of time for my... That, 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 I spent a lot of time doing all that junk. So we'll see how that goes. And what am I going to do with the free time that I'm going to have? I'm going to use it to spend it with my family. Yep, that's what I'm going to be doing. Now, there's something that the book suggests also doing that I'm just not going to be doing. Um, it it recommends for you to um, go to a public place like a mall or something of that sort and get the numbers of two um, individuals of the opposite sex. So for me, I would go up to two girls and ask them for their number and all that kind of stuff. And what he's trying to encourage you to do is something that's valid. He wants you to overcome fear. Okay, and many people are afraid of going up to people of the opposite sex and getting their numbers and all that kind of junk. Uh, I'm not necessarily afraid of that as much, um, but I'm not going to be doing it because I'm a married man and there's no value in doing that for me. I'm not going to be leading anyone on because that's just not cool. Um, he says, even if you're married, just do it and get rid of the numbers. But to me, that's yeah, that goes against um, who I am and and what I stand for. Um, but yeah, so those are the things that I'm going to be doing. That's a lot of stuff. Um, but I will be keeping you updated as to how it's going. Now, I want to end this on a question for today. The question for you actually is two questions, I guess. What things give you the most bang for your buck? So what are the high-value tasks that you have to do in your business and then what are the things that waste your time? I know we all have those. So um, those are the questions that I want you to answer for me. And you can answer them in two ways. As usual, you can leave a comment on the blog. Or even better, you can call in the hotline at 888-835-2414. Wow, this is the first time I've said that on the podcast and not just play it. But I'm going to play it at the end. So... What are the high-value tasks? What are those 20%, the, the things that you spend 20% of your time on that that has the highest value in your business and what are the things that waste your time? If you're interested in learning more about the Mastermind Group and you want to join what we are doing, head on over to lwlmastermind.com for more information. 
And that stands for Learning with Leslie Mastermind. So let me know what you guys have to say. Answer the question, call in the hotline, leave a comment. That's it for this episode. I'll see you on the next one. Take care and God bless.